0: Welcome to Sustainably In Love with your hosts, Sebastian and Guillermo. We're going to be embarking ourselves on an endless journey to raise massive awareness debunking sustainability in fashion. Yeah, right, everyone talks about it, but what do they really mean? Is it organic, recycled, plastic-free products? Slow fashion, circular economy, business models? Or maybe all the way up to ethical fashion and fair trade social values? So much to debunk, so much to uncover. Come on, join us and let's get into it. Welcome, everyone, to our 10th episode of Sustainably in Love. In our episode today, I have an exciting guest and someone that today is going to be bringing up and we're going to be talking about the Sustainable Development Goals. I got with me Cecilia Landeros. How are you doing, Ceci?
1: I'm doing very fine. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you very much for this opportunity.
0: It's always a pleasure talking with you, and I want to do a little short introduction for everyone listening. Um, Cecilia Landeros has been recently nominated in the category of the future sustainability leader for the IEMA awards for, for this year, and that's, that's amazing. She's a sustainability and environmental consultant for Arup, very focused on learning a ton. She's, she's learned a ton in her studies in the MSC of sustainability and consulting. She got them with merits at, uh, in, in London, University of Leeds. Something exciting as well to say is that Arup recently got appointed as the UK government's strategic partner in organization for the COP26. That's the COP26 for uh, anyone that is listening. That's the United Nations Climate Change Conference. And that's going to happen in Glasgow next year. So there's a lot of exciting projects that Ceci is working on. Uh, and I'm just excited to ask her a little bit more about if you can share with us, Cecilia, about your journey. I know that you, you were also a legal advisor. You, you studied law and you decided to make that switch to sustainability. Um, t- talk to us about your journey.
1: Yeah, of course. I think that you know more of myself than myself. Indeed. So so yeah, I used to be a lawyer uh, back in Mexico, uh, 11 years. I used to work for huge corporations such as Walmart or Ave InBev. I don't know if you uh, see the Corona brand of uh, of the beer. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's delicious, by the way, and uh, and I also work for my government in the first uh, lady office of the fa- of the past uh, of the former um, uh, organization or government, and uh, and to be honest, when I was at that point, I I was project manager of national projects uh, related to sustainability issues and and i had the i have the possibility to be in this project and it's amazing project uh, that completely changed my changed my world to be honest and uh, and i understand that I, I wanted to have like a higher impact of what have I, I have done and the legal the legal background and the legal path that wasn't uh, the right path to have that bigger impact so I decided, to be honest, to quit everything and um, everything that I used to be my uh, living behind my country, my, my family. And uh, and I started from scratch, to be honest. Uh, I, as you said, I, I go to the Master in Sustainability and Consulting. And then I got the, the, the job in Arab And I'm so glad that that happened because this journey has been really, really, really amazing for me.
0: It's super inspirational and encouraging. I really, I really like the the story, and especially the fact that you decided to just drop everything and restart, you know, starting, starting again and, and this focus on sustainability in a, such an important topic right now. And as I, I really am excited to get into it and to something that I know that uh, you care a lot for. Uh, that's why I'm talking to the right person when it comes to sustainability development goals. But for everyone listening, you can find really quick the 17 sustainable development goals um on google you will find a lot of information around it and there's also the app that you can download and check them out i'm going to ask a strong question to 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 cecilia but before i ask that just a short introduction on what those 17 goals are Uh, shortly describing them like one of them is no poverty we got number two no hunger good health number three quality of education, gender equality, uh, clean water and, and sanitation, renewable energy, number seven, we got good jobs and economic and economical growth, um, innovation and infrastructure, number nine, reducing inequalities, um, sustainable um, cities and communities, responsible consumption, number 13, climate action, We also have um, talk about life below water, which is super important, life on land, peace and justice, partnerships for the goals. So there's a lot in in each of these goals, but the strongest question that I want to ask you is, um, why do you think that they matter?
1: Yeah, um, this is a very tough question. (laughs) And um, I, I could say that, if we think about sustainability, um, the problem about the word of sustainability is that it has different meanings for different people and in different uh, countries and different contexts. So, mm. so something that could be something sustainable in, in the UK is completely different from the perspective from Mexico. And actually, if you are in marketing and I was a lawyer, it could be also completely different when you say something of sustainability in your own career. But when you approach the, the sustainable development goals, you can see actually that's a common language. It doesn't matter if they are from different, if, if you are from, from Netherlands or if I am from Mexico, these 17 goals involves what is sustainability. And, uh, and if you think about these the 17 goals, you can see very, very, um, like very clear three aspects that include sustainability, the social, the environment, and the economic. So mm-hmm. these 70, so these 70 goals, it's also something very, very important to to well to say that they are commitments from the whole countries of the whole world. <laughs> So what they have done is the, actually is the, is the biggest consultation that has happened in the history. So, so so what everything has been suffering from the human perspective and environment and economic, they are included in these 17, um, 17 goals. The other aspect that I feel that is completely related, what I have said, is that they are the framework to start to talk from as a, from a point of view of sustainability. So you can go with an enterprise and see and it started to talk about sustainability and then you can relate it to the SDGs as a framework and they will start to understand. But you also can go with the government and you also can go with an individual. So I feel like this is the bridge if we, if we, can, if we can say this is the bridge that we really need for started to understand what is sustainable and, uh, and how we can make it possible.
0: Yeah, you, you said a lot of great stuff there, and I really like the fact that you're mentioning the 17 goals as a common language, because it is true. I think for, we, we understand before in, in 1987, when the Broadland Report came, that's when we gave true meaning to sustainability. Uh, and before that Broadland Report in 1987, we only talked about sustainability in an economical context. Profits. Correct. Yeah. So I think in that regards, uh, I'm seeing a big shift in people having a lot more understanding in what sustainability actually means. The actual word of it, not talking about sustainable business, but at the actual word on sustainability. So there is a lot of, I th- there's a lot, there's been a lot of growth since then because we also have to understand the sustainable development. There was a sustainable development goals starting from 1987, and there was goals that we wanted to achieve up to 2000. So there's always been some goals up up until the the, the before before era. We can say in the 80s, 90s. Now it's a different turning point at the way I'm looking at it, and and also I would love to to get your take on on this part because finally I feel that we are getting to, again, like you mentioned, a common language so that across cultures, across countries, we have a framework to a framework to work with, a bridge, so that people and cor- corporations and governments can all speak this language. And then here, this, this is not a question that comes to my mind, you know, like I, I talk with a lot of people, and I know that the, the UN wants us to achieve these goals by 2030. I'm just wondering, it sounds like we are about to enter a new decade and just a decade to achieve all these goals. Sounds fast to me. So how do you think we can achieve them by 2030?
1: Well, that is more' it's a, it's a it's a very uh, it's a very good question, but to be honest it is not a straightforward answer to that actually yeah, yeah. there is a, not a magic there uh, like a specific uh, like a only answer I think that the this question is also um having the same with united nations <laughs> like say how we will be actually achieving this <laughs> something that it's important to say here and uh, and maybe yeah. um to be clear is that um we have failed in the first uh, decade because before the Sustainable Development Goals, we have another type of goals uh, named the Millennium Goals. And these Millennium Goals, uh, the problem with these is that they were more like very good intentions rather than having like targets or metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the United Nations realized that it was the time to see how was the progress uh, going in terms of with the countries and with Mm. all of these uh, millennium goals. They understand that they actually, they can't measure because there were no procedure to that. (laughs) So they decided to change it to sustainable development goals, like a completely new version of these Mm. millennium goals. And when they changed these, they put it like a specific targets and a specific metrics. So actually, if you can, Put in Google and just put like uh, number six in clean water and sanitation. You will have a specific metric, and then you will have a specific target. Well, sorry, first target and then metric that will give you an understanding of how how you can uh, actual um, actually um, monitor in progress. So, so what I can say to you is that. I am not sure. I, I don't think that anyone in this world will tell you this if they if they really wanted to be honest. I think that we have to do whatever we have to do as the role are we are playing. So so if we are enterprises, we really need to start to just not looking as a responsible business, but also a sustainable business. We just not just we just have to move forward for mitigate the impact that we our own business are doing in the environment and try to add value to that. And uh, in terms of government, we are not just very good to say only that they are committed to the SDGs. They need to provide budget. They need to provide infrastructure. They need to provide services. So basically they, they, to have all the resources that uh, that the society needs to actually to start to address SDGs. And as individual, I think as a person, um, we have to first try to pick one or two of these 70 goals because to be very, very honest, I don't think that one individual can, can achieve 17 goals. I think that we need to, to, to really to to understand what does it moves to us, what do we really are passionate about it. So these 70 goals, maybe it's gender, maybe for others is energy renewable, maybe for others is in terms of supply chains and in terms of waste, maybe some ways for poverty or education, so as an individual, if we are really passionate for something. We are going to be, uh, actually, we will invest time and it's not going to be a burden because in the other side, we will be saying, okay, so we wanted to achieve 70 goals, how we will be achieving that? And the things that are not feasible, uh, we are not going to, to, to go for that. So, so sorry, maybe I am, not, I am not being so clear and I'm not having this straightforward answer. No, I understand but, it. But it but it's something that we need to, to think as a society. So for sustainability, it's, it's needed everyone, no? government, enterprises, and as individual. But to be honest, there is no one old, only country or one only enterprise or only one person that will change the world. It's, it's, the, it's the sum of all the actions there. Community. It's the, it's exactly it's a community. And, the, and I think it's the, it's the sum of all these small steps. So, so if in my case, as an individual, I am, for example, um, I, I don't know. I, I think that I, I wanted to improve uh, terms of waste management. That it's uh, twelve is, a, is the SDG twelve, which is responsible consumption and production. That uh, so, in in this case, uh, I will I will try to just reduce. Right, the the waste that I am producing, or maybe I will try to recycling, no, or reutilizing every of, every material that I have maybe in my house, and maybe in my work at my work, I could start to see how can I be a positive element there, and uh, and how can I start to influence all the people to start to look at waste, no. And, uh, and also with the consumption patterns, I can change that, really. I can change and I started to see, okay, what is the kind of thing that I really need to buy? Does the, this is exactly what I need to buy? Is this something yeah. that I really need? Or is this something that is completely additional? And if this is going to, and this is something that I need to buy, what is the kind of material that it is made? What is the carbon footprint that is behind of that? What is the type of resources that they have used to produce this final piece. So this is like, a, if if you think about it, it's like a, a responsible consumption. Absolutely. And, uh, no, and and this is only twelve, and maybe just with that you make a huge change because imagine that all the humanity started to look at that, you know. So exactly. so depending, yeah, is depending is depending. Uh, of a lot of factors, and and uh, but we really have to move fast. Uh, climate change is here, and uh, and and this is nothing that we can deny, um, and we already know, and that everything is started to be like with we are started to have a scarcity in terms of of resources. So. In a in a nutshell, when we when we talk about sustainability, I already told you there are the three aspects that is social, economic, and environment. But also, in general, yeah. is trying to get this balance between how we can how we continue growing in a finite planet. So that is exci- What that is the question?
0: Yeah, so a, there's a, there's a lot of good great stuff that you mentioned, and I. I want to, I want to take a step back and be sure that for everyone listening, the main point here is you don't have to do all the 17 goals because some of them, when you even look at the 17 goals, there's going to be, there's going to need a lot of help from governmental, the the governments, you know, and also UN involved and corporations are going to have to come to the table to be able to uh, accomplish a lot of these goals but nevertheless what i get you know i'm taking a, a different journey when it comes to when it comes to my green mission and i'm focusing on the one-to-one person right so the, the the impact that i i wanted to make in this in this journey will be on the individuals because we focus i hear too much ceci the fact that people just say yeah no government governments need to do more need to do more and when i hear that i'm like well, you know that right now there's 1.8 trillion funds that go towards towards green energies and green initiatives. We are doing, we're going, the governments are trying to go as far as they can go. There's, a, of course, a lot of topics to talk in that regards because it gets complicated as we understand that a lot of corporations are in purely for profits. And then, then we start a vicious circle right there but nevertheless, what I what I always try to tell people is gotta start by taking a small green step. There's a lot of things within the sustainable development goals that you can already do, like care for the resources that you're using, use less electricity at home, use less water, limit, yeah. limit all those resources, you know, that responsible consumption you were talking about, and then the question that you, you are saying, what do we actually need? Because if we ask ourselves all the time, what do I want? Our brain goes, we are ambitious. We, in general, as people, we want more than what we actually need. So if we start to write down what do we need versus what do we want, like I was talking in one of the previous episodes with Andrew, there's going to be a big difference, a big gap, because we tend to want much more than what we actually need. So we by really right, thinking on those kind of things. And then, of course, if you want to take a different journey in terms of, Human rights. There's a lot of that involved in in the Sustainable Development Goals. Then that's another uh, aspect that you can uh, you can tackle. But as you said, if you're truly in for the mission, the green mission, you try. You have to fight, hyper focus on one area to create a big impact. But as a consumer, we gotta understand that our impact is immediate if we don't care for the environment. If we just if we don't, if we don't properly do recycling, if we if we just throw away rubbish for throwing away, if we don't care for the for the environment and we just leave it up to governments, then that's where the problem also can come in.
1: Completely, completely, and and in that in in that point, I will add the only thing is we need to have a commitment,
0: hmm.
1: and this commitment has to be like more. It has to pass only our like comfort zone so i think that one of the problems that we have as an individual and well, i am and to be honest i have passed that that that, uh, that path and
0: yeah. um,
1: it's very easy to stay in your comfort zone it's very very easy but i'm i'm sure that if 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 the if people are started to to look and understand that this is an urgency this is yeah. not this is nothing that is just like a nice something to, to nice to have this is something that we really need to take focus and action on, and we needed to walk the talk to really start yeah. to get a, a, a big impact and a, and, a, and a change. Because to be honest, our, our generations, they will not have the same right to, to have the same resources that we have. And that's not fair. That's sad. And that, yeah, but it's actually, but it's not fair. <laughs> The like pe- the our generations, mm-hmm. ne- uh, it has to, has to have the same right to enjoy, to, to have the same resources that you and I have at this moment. So that is, that, that is inter- intergenerational justice, which is the end of what is sustainability trying to achieve.
0: Absolutely, but- because we also, we also have to think about this, and this is very impactful. Right now, if we look at the story of, if someone goes to the documentary story of plastic, you're gonna go, you're gonna go and see that the most developed countries, and we are here in Europe, we send um, about millions of tons of, of plastic that, w- that lands into landfill in, in, the, in certain villages in Asia. Right now, thanks to all that landfill of plastics and toxics around it, their life expectancy is 20 years less than for example you and me that are in europe that's already happening right now and the thing is we've and and sometimes i um i'm gonna put it like this sometimes i just lose hope on humanity to be honest (laughs) and i try to i try to not and lose that hope but i sometimes lose it because i think do we need to lose half of the population of this world for us to really understand what we need to do and it's and when you start thinking i'm I'm trying to always empathize from all sides, but right now we're at a tipping point where I believe that if we don't, we're, being, we're gonna be forced into taking action by climate change that is gonna take a lot of millions with, with us. Mother Nature will take millions and millions, and if not the billions, if we don't, we don't take action. The thing is, when you, when you put that harsh convers- conversation into someone, general people stops listening so therefore that's why i i'm also the the type of person that tries to empathize on on how we can take those small green steps but from your side what do you think is going to be the tipping point for humanity to care about the sustainable development goals
1: (laughs) again i don't think that it's like uh like a straightforward answer um
0: these are all difficult I, questions, I think.
1: Yes, yeah, very difficult questions, but it's very good questions because I think that you invite like a very, like a very open and honest conversation. I think that the tipping point we already reached that. Yeah. We 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 already reached the tipping point, uh, and and the reason that I could say that is because we already have climate change here, and uh, and obviously uh, the 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 numbers inequality has increased. There is a, a lot of of of, of uh, well, there is a lot of things um, happening right now in the world, and they are increasing. So I don't I don't believe that we are like saying we will be reaching a tipping point in ten or twenty years. I think that our tipping point we already reached is here now, and uh, yeah. there is there is um well, I'm just thinking that um there is this... Uh, metrics uh, that it's called science-based targets. I don't know if you have uh, heard about it, but
0: I'm going to research they, them.
1: So basically what the, what they have saying is that um, actually our tipping point uh, is, is when we are, well, in 20 years, more or less, yeah. if we are not reducing um, the, well, the, actually the, the temperature of the earth in Guaim, in 1.5. So if we are not, if we are not possible to use this in in terms of temperature, there are no coming back. So these science-based targets, they are, as he said, is science behind this. What is amazing about this is also that enterprises have started to look at them and started to incorporate it into their companies and into their sustainability policies. And they said, okay, that's the reason that now, maybe you have heard a lot of reducing carbon emissions or greenhouse emissions, and now carbon is like, like the trending topic in terms of sustainability. Yeah. And the reason is because we need to, uh, to well, we need to estab- stabilize the temperature of the earth at what point that is going to be 1.5 degrees. So if yeah, we are not that's able not important to- important point. Yeah, if we are not able to stabilize this, that will be no comeback.
0: It's a, that's gonna be disastrous and that's why why now, when we look at the average CO2 emissions per person, we're looking at 9,000, 9, um, it, is, it is about 9,000 tons that we, we we create per year, and we well, should be in, in, in around 3,000.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and also, to Freaking. be honest, that, that it's not completely like, as I said, uh, don't believe every, every um, every number you will see there because it will depend on which methodology they used to calculate that. And it will depend also in which part of the world you are. And it will depend a lot of things. But at the end, these, these science-based targets will give them at, at the companies as a very good tool. And in general, I also think that it's not just the companies. It also has to be part of the government to really understand and, and give them a methodology that they, can, that they can have, how they can start to reduce their carbon emissions. So we really have to start to look at net zero and uh, mm. a net zero is this, uh, is this uh, point of um, equilibrium or this point where, where there are no emissions uh, that you avoided all the emissions that, um, that you have produced. So it's like a, it's a, like a point of balance. So you are no longer having more emissions mm. that you that you are producing more emissions that you can actually avoid it. So with this net zero, you can actually uh, start to look at these scenarios. But to have net zero, this is something also very complex because there will be in some industries that you will never go with net zero. So I, and I don't want to criticize the industries in general, but there will be some some part that you cannot you will never, never will reach. That kind of emissions never, because maybe because uh, because of the fuel that you are using or because of the demand that are are having for the resources. So in that case, uh, there is a lot of things about carbon offsetting, which uh, is a very good also technique to understand. Carbon offsetting is the part when you say okay, so you first try to reduce your emissions, then you try to avoid your emissions. Um, and then we, you have to remove all emissions. No. And um, and then when you when you, you when you did all of these um, well of these aspects, there will be these uh, remaining emissions, and then you can offsetting. And uh, and th- to be honest, the project that I have been involved today is with uh, is with reforestation and afforestation and uh, and that is uh, that is for example a yeah. very good um, like a very specific action if you because you are asking me about actions that we can started to do and it's not necessarily part of a government not necessarily part of an enterprise and it's not a part only a personal it's something that we can start to do we can started to plant trees yes. and 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 the reason about planting trees it's not because it's a good option. It's because actually they are the most effective um, technique to sequestrate the carbon emissions.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. And while you're mentioning that, I want to be sure that um, for listeners right now, there's Mm Ecosia.com. All you have to do is download your Chrome extension, download your Ecosia on your app. Now, every time you do any searches on that app, they're gonna plant trees. Because unlike Google, they're giving away profits to plant trees. So therefore, you're, you can already take a simple step, grab your app and grab your desktop, download Ecosia, and by simply browsing you're already planting trees um i'm also at, at the moment contributing together with my partner for planting trees as well so we, we do that uh every month that small amount that we're we're also doing for getting planted trees and at the same time the i mean it is all the small steps that you, you can take to to get to be able to be green you know th- that we sometimes we have a lot we think of sustainability like there's so much around but there's only takes one little step for exactly. you to get started, right?
1: Exactly. And, and I will say something that I'm trying always saying when, when, yes. I, when I have these type of interviews, but maybe you can't like save the world, but you can actually make a big impact in your own environment. Yes. And, and we need to keep faith in humanity and we need to keep faith in ourselves. And for having this, uh, keeping faith for ourselves, we really have to start to commitment. And this commitment, believe me, believe me, it is worth to have it for 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 you, for for your parents, for your children, for 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 all our 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 survival, actually,
0: our generations to come and everything. Otherwise, we're going to have to to depart to Mars and we're going to do the same mistakes in Mars anyway, because we don't yet have the right framework to to live in another planet and, and live a sustainable life. But if you're listening to this, I think I was going to ask you on the, on the last part on actionable tips and we're already doing them together. Um, it's, it's the fact that you the small steps that you can take right now to become green, they are right there in front of you at home. There's the little things that you can do. the yes. electricity if you're not using yeah. it. Um, yeah. Little tiny things. How can you replace your your toothbrush to be sustainable? You, you can buy uh, a different type of, uh, there's there's a different type of more sustainable toothbrushes you can buy from pharmacies around the corner maybe from where you are a solid shampoo you know take take less showers use less water what are what are what tips would you would you recommend
1: well to, to be honest i i think that <laughs> you have covered more, a lot of them uh, but i will instead of just having like a, a small tips i will just remind remind in like in general concept
0: thank you yes. be
1: aware be aware of your consumption habits try to have an ethical consumption And try to see anything that you will buy try to think first do i really need this okay so second, it will say okay if i need it can i put more attention to to have um, to to see what is the material or the the material that they are doing this can I have another alternative from this material like you said for example this kind of toothbrush to um, in third the services no and the and the services related with uh, with resources in terms of water and in terms of energy. And uh, the transport, for example, Um, if I need always to use the car or maybe I can start to have a public transport, depending obviously also in the country that you are. As I said, I feel like at some point, not all the countries have the same level of development and not all the countries have the same possibilities. So, but in in this case, if you are like, for example, in in Europe, you can think about saying why I don't cycle more, for example. Exactly. No, um, I will say also, uh, and I and and the waste. It's very important, really. Believe me, like like oh, the mission that the parts of the waste. Can I can I started to well? There is a hierarchy around waste, and yeah. this hierarchy is like prevention, right? Try to prevent whatever is not a waste, like reusing, right? Yes. Um. Then try to see if you can recycling, and uh, and and then. And then, well, you 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 need to separate the the, the waste, no, and in uh, in terms of uh, from food waste than all the alternatives. So these kind of things, these small things, really have a, like have biggest impact. And then at the end, I feel like don't um, don't forget to enjoy the ride. <laughs> uh, I I really I feel like sustainability. Um, yes, it's terrible, it's a lot but of it's fun all. In so yes but it, exactly yeah. but it's uh, always we are trying to see like oh this is the best this is the worst scenario climate change but to be honest it's it's lovely to think of ourselves and to think about how we can be better and it's better it's,
0: humans we can say
1: yeah exactly and and, and i have been uh, during this journey i have enjoyed a lot so don't uh, don't forget to, to enjoy the ride
0: uh, i love that last take because i mean Sometimes everyone sees it as a, as something hard to get into. And once you do it, it's rewarding to see that you are helping the, your planet, environment. And while doing so, you're going to get this rewarding feeling that unless you're doing it, you won't realize. But it's like like you're saying it, I'm feeling it too by doing it. And I just want to do more and more and keep researching. And now I'm I'm on this journey and I just don't want to stop until I go as deep as the rabbit hole goes in terms of sustainability. So I'm in in that exciting journey as you are, Ceci. So, so glad to have you on the show. I'm going to make sure to leave some notes um, so that people can reach out to you um, if they want to get in touch and add you specifically as well. You're now more active as well on LinkedIn. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, so it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, Cecilia.
1: Thank you to you, Sebastian. And uh, and as I said, uh, before we start the interview and I don't care if this is public, but I really admire all your work that you are doing. And this is the kind of initiatives that really makes uh, the change. And uh, and I actually, I am the one that I have to be grateful with you with all of this effort because this is amazing And uh, and thank you thank you for oh, it for goes both this.
0: ways it goes both ways and we're going to continue talking in our sustainably in love community so so glad to have you in there so talk very soon cissy thanks again
1: yeah and uh, yeah uh, i'm here wherever they need please reach me on uh, in linkedin i'm also uh, opening a new profile um, in in instagram and this um, Cecilanderos T, which means C E C I L I N D E R O S T, and uh, so yeah, I'm starting my own profile, and I will start to to well, to place these kind of things and and uh, all in terms of sustainability and uh, and the news and everything that I feel like could be interested, and uh, hopefully you join me.
0: Amazing, amazing. Talk soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye
0: thank you so much for listening to sustainably in love so what were your takings uh, from the episode we really hope that you enjoyed it and truthfully our show could not grow without your support therefore whether for good or bad we would love to see your review on apple itunes or spotify and hope to see you on the next episode